We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas from House Flipping HQ. Merry Christmas! This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Strategies, techniques, and inside secrets of house flipping from today's top house flipping experts. House flipping, house flipping HQ. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Now let's get flipping with your host Justin Williams. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you had a fantastic. Christmas. Hope you were good boys and girls and got everything your hearts desired. Tara's family is in town this week and we are showing them the sights of San Clemente. Going to be doing some mountain biking, whale watching, uh, heading out to Knott's Berry Farm today. Okay, I'm not recording this on Christmas Day, so no, we're not at Knott's Berry Farm on Christmas Day. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to a fantastic week. Today we have a treat for you because Ginger Macias delivers the goods. What a great Christmas gift to you all. She just lays it out there. Uh, Probably one of, if not the most, how do I call it, a how-to, very direct, actionable uh, podcast we have had. Like a little, another little mini course on wholesaling. She goes through numerous ways on how to find deals, ways that we've never talked about before. I learned a ton. I hope you learned a ton. As before, this will be uh, part one of two parts. This episode was, uh, I think we had an interview. It was like an hour and 40 minutes long. She just laid it out there and I could not stop her. So hope you enjoy. Look out for episode two uh, this Friday. So in a couple days, you'll be getting that. And I really hope you enjoy it. And without any further ado, I give you Ginger Macias. Hey, hey, what's going on, House Flipping Nation? Or should I say, ho, ho, ho. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Today is the Christmas special of the House Flipping HQ podcast, and we are going to deliver the goods. Our guest today has some incredible content to share for us, uh, like an after Christmas gift. So I hope you are all ready. But before we get to that, I have some breaking news. Okay. I just checked the stats and we now have listeners in Vermont. Yes, that's right. You heard it first. Listeners in Vermont. There's six of them. How'd I go from no listeners in Vermont to six listeners in Vermont. It's like a little family of Vermontillions or something. I don't know, learning who want to learn how to flip houses. So we now have listeners in all 50 states. So glad. If you are in Vermont and you are listening to this, reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show. I want to learn about how you found us. And I'm just pumped. That's like the best Christmas present I could ever have. So, (laughs) okay. So moving on to today's show. Today, we have an incredible guest. Uh, I've known Ginger for years now. It's been like, I don't know, five years or so. Um, you'll notice I tend to interview a lot of people I know, and that's because there's a lot of people that reach out to me that I don't know, and I don't know if they're really doing the business or if they just got something to sell you. And occasionally, I, I meet people and get to know them, and I'll bring them on, but usually, I like to stick to 
people I know are going to really deliver. So Ginger has promised to do that today. Um, Ginger is the whole selling queen. It's pretty funny. I, I sent her an email a couple days ago talking about this interview. And I'm like, hey, Ginger, we've had some pretty good interviews lately. I mean, you know, Ryan Scala brought it big time on marketing last week. The week before that, we had Robert Fergoso who just laid it out. Are you going to be able to compete with those guys? And her response was like, am I going to be able to compete? Are you kidding me? She's like, bring it on. I, you may not know this, but I'm ultra competitive. <laughs> so she has promised to deliver the goods today. Uh, and for this Christmas bonus, we're basically going to lay out like a mini course on wholesaling. So Ginger Macias, are you ready to rock it? For sure. For sure. Yes, I am really, really competitive. So when Justin <laughs> was saying, hey, got to bring it, they brought it. And I said, all right. So I, I brought out the big guns today. All right. So we are going to be rocking around the wholesaling tree today. So I hope you guys are ready. Well, uh, without any further ado, Ginger, you know, give us a brief background and let's get uh, rocking. Okay. Well, just to let you know, my background has nothing to do with real estate, with business, with investments. I mean, I had a 401k at work and I had no idea how it works. I just knew that every paycheck, they would take some money out and put it into this 401k. And I just knew it was for retirement. And that was as far as my investment knowledge went. You know, I, I didn't really, that wasn't my focus. I was a scientist and I loved doing research and just seeing what causes diseases and how to prevent diseases. And I thought that was it. You know, I thought I was going to save the world from every single disease known to man. And, um, and I loved it. I mean, I never really thought I would find something more that I loved. And then I saw Robert Kiyosaki on TV. <laughs> on nice. TV. So if you don't know Robert Kiyosaki, he wrote the Rich Dad Poor Dad book on, on uh, you know, just about investing and changing your whole life around. So when I saw that, you know, and he was saying that you're either a, a, a self-employed uh, person, an employee, a business person, or an investor. And he went through all those uh, four categories. And I said, you know, I want to be an investor and a business owner. That's it. You know, and it, it just opened my eyes and, and the possibilities out there. Um, actually, yesterday we were downtown um, and we we're going by uh, right there on Third Street by the by the farmer's market. So we drove around all those mansions uh, you know, on the way back home. And I was telling my little sister, I said, you know, when I was younger, I used to see all these mansions out there. And I was like, well, what kind of jobs are they doing? I'm like, are they doctors? You know, and I'm like, but I don't think doctors make that much to own all these mansions out here. Mm -hmm. I never really connected how, you know, people were so prosperous, you know. And when I saw the rich dad, poor dad, I'm like, oh, there's <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother world out there. So They're I rich dads. <laughs> And, um, and so I finally realized business, business is the key. So, you know, whatever business you're in, you just got to put your whole effort into it and, and go for it. And I love it. I mean, so after, you know, I, I took a, uh, his mentorship program on wholesaling, actually it wasn't wholesaling, it was just an overall real estate, uh, course for a whole year. So it took me a whole year to do my first deal. You know, I was learning and, and I had to deal with a lot of head stuff, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be a salesperson. You know, I didn't even want to get business cards. Can you believe that? I didn't want to get any business cards because I was like, oh, that's like a salesperson. I don't know. I'm not a salesperson. And nobody you know, likes a salesman, right? Right. So I was just like, oh, you know, I, I was, I had a lot of mental issues to do with. Totally. <laughs> so um, putting all that aside and everything, and it really got me going. And I just was determined. I, I, even before I did my first deal, I quit my job. You know, I was like, I'm going to go ahead wow. and I saved about $40,000 and I was doing stock options and stuff to keep me afloat while I was learning. Nice. And I just jumped all in. You know, now I'm not suggesting that you do that. <laughs> 
there's a lot of things I would have done differently. I mean, I would have used my working money and my salary paycheck to pay for marketing and stuff, you know, but, um, but I was just so excited. I had saved money. That was my goal. And I just did. It. I just quit my job. I quit it October 17, 2008. Wow. 2007. That was my last day of work. To the date, 2007. Nice. Love it. I just quit and I said, you know what, let's just go for it. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I was just so excited. I just wanted to get started right away. Well, good for you. So, uh, so tell us about how, how did you get started? So my first deal was that, that following, when was it? February, 2008. And the reason I started doing wholesaling, it actually was funny. My first two deals I did were, this, uh, were at the same time. I had three properties under contract. I wholesaled two of them and I kept one. For a rental nice and um and i didn't know that was called wholesaling when i first <laughs> knew i had two properties under contract somebody said oh i want those uh those properties i'll give you ten thousand dollars each one you know if, if you give me those contracts and i said okay so he walked me through it and i made twenty thousand dollars my first deal i think it's interesting how you said they kind of came about at the same time i mean that's kind of how this business is you do a lot of work and then things start to pop and yeah. it's kind of like a snowball effect so and just to let you know, this uh, wholesaling business is a cash turning business. You got to do work, you yes. know, that, but the thing what I'm going to show you today is how to set up a system so it works even when you're not working. So, um, so definitely that is so important right now to get going. Right. And um, so the first deal, um, it did take me a whole year to learn it. And then I did it. OK, so one of the things I'm going to be talking about throughout the podcast here is don't give up. Love it. Okay. There's going to be time you're going to want to give up. Don't do it. I had one student who tried two years, two whole years. He was making offers and he wasn't, you know, he was doing everything correctly. He just, for some reason, it wasn't clicking. Yeah. Two years did his first deal. Now he's super successful. He's flipping, he's wholesaling. It's amazing. And you know, that story, it's the same for everyone. Some people, it takes three months, some it takes six, some it takes a year, some it takes two years, but you're right. So many people give up after that first month or two and, you know, just, you got to keep pushing sometimes. And if you have to keep that job, keep that job and just keep pushing along and don't feel like you're going to know it all overnight. You know, that's not how it works. <laughs> I, so I still don't know it all. <laughs> I learned everything new. That's one thing about um, business and, and about wholesaling is different all the time. The systems are the same. Um, but it's different. It's enough to keep you happy. You totally. Know? And and you know, what's funny is now that I'm doing this podcast and stuff, you know, I think people kind of see me as, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a guru at all, but see me as this guy who like <laughs> should know everything and ask me these questions. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought houses that way. I don't know what to tell you. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning too, just like you. So, well, let's get into our mini course on wholesaling. Let's, let's get going. I'm excited. Okay. What do you got for us? Okay. So what I always tell my students, first things first is your attitude. So I kind of covered that a little bit here, but I want to read you a, a, a quote that it, it really, really helps. Okay. And this is from my all time favorite guy. Okay. You probably recognize this. It says, try not do or do not. There is no try. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, Yoda, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I have it right here on my desk and it, it Seriously, if you're just, you really have to put your whole effort into this. Okay. So you can't do anything just halfway. All right. Yeah. If, if you just do things halfway, nothing's really going to happen. And your attitude, I would say about 80% of your success comes from your attitude. So you really got to just go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to do it no matter what. 
Okay. There's another thing right here that Robert Kiyosaki says is the most dangerous of human traps is the dungeon of comfort. So if you're comfortable, you're not really motivated to totally do Totally agree. I have had said several times my income is directly related to how uncomfortable I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, just go out there. Just do something that get things done. Yep. You know, you might flat on your face. Whatever, just do it. You know, just realize too, in, in any business, you're going to have failures. Abra la boca. You have to open your mouth. If open you're your afraid mouth. to open your mouth, then you're done. <laughs> yeah, you, know, it just, you really have to just, you know, and let everybody know what you're doing. When you mm -hmm. put it out there and you, and you, you let everybody know, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to be into real estate. That really puts you on a spot, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it does motivate you to keep going, you know? Totally. So like right now, a new thing that I'm doing that's kind of scary for me is we're doing apartments right now. This is my, my first indication of three. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, <laughs> totally. you know, let's do it. But the thing is I'm surrounding myself with people with experience, you know? So just go out and do it. So what I wanted is to talk about is, okay. So we talked about your attitude really have to have the attitude. And if you don't have it, the good thing is that you can develop it by reading books on self-improvement. And one of my favorite ways to, you know, kind of just really push me is to read uh, biographies of successful people like Donald Trump. I read a lot of Paul Getty stuff, you know, and one thing you'll notice in all of them is they have failed miserably. Okay. They've gone through some tough times, different things. If you haven't seen that series, uh, Men Who Built America. I've heard a lot about that. You really have to see that. Wow. I mean, these guys, they really push through obstacles and then and you get stronger at the end when you do that. So don't let anything stop you. You know, I'm the more I interview people and learn, I've been learning from a lot of other business owners lately, too. The more I realize, I don't think they're. I think the formula for being successful at business is mainly just perseverance, really, and sticking through it because problems will come up all the time and you should expect that you wake up every day expecting problems you learn to love problems <laughs> and yeah, if you can if you can get that attitude you can push through and you can make it happen so yeah when i first started real estate because this wasn't my thing you know i wasn't a business person at all so if you're out there you're listening to this and you're not a business person don't worry about it you'll learn you know i, I mean this was so out of my realm um it was crazy and then like justin said things happen um when i first started you know especially in real estate you know as a woman you know, i still get a lot of comments like oh, okay sweetie honey <laughs> you know and and yep. then i used to cry all the time when i first started real estate you know I, was, I mean i was like a mess crying you know this didn't come through and that was like vanessa my assistant at first when i turned over the contractors to her i'm like hey i'm not working with contractors anymore it's all you they didn't respect her at first but you know what if they wanted to get paid they learned to respect <laughs> her and they very quickly learned so yeah. So, you know, you could be a really strong force, especially if you're a woman listening to this, you know, you will come across a lot of that. Just push through it. And then actually they do respect you afterwards, you know, but uh, but yeah, and you get stronger. You really get stronger in this business. I don't cry anymore. Well, not that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you just push through it and, and things are fine. Love it. Girl power. Yeah, so today's um, market is so different. When I first started, I started in 2008. And what happened if you remember 2008? Yep. Humongous crash. Yep. Humong I mean, properties were just falling. Okay, every month the prices were falling. So to try to do wholesaling uh, was kind of challenging for me because I was like, okay, I'm learning this and then the market crashed. Okay, yep. what do I do? So all I know, okay, so the past five years I've been doing this, all I know is a, a down or flat market. Uh -huh. And right now we're seeing an increased market. So I'm like, oh, this is something new for me too. <laughs> you know? So I, I got in right when the crash happened. I got used to falling prices and flat market 
now we're up in the, and going in, in the crazy market now. <laughs> yep. And actually, I like it a lot. Hell my, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. My wholesale fees are bigger now. You know, yep. usually they're averaging about five to seven each one. Now they're averaging 15 to 20 each one. Nice. You know, so it's the market is crazy high right now. So it's great. People are, are, are doing nicely. And, you know, and then remember market. One thing as a wholesaler, your number one priority is to know your market. Um, you know how like when Domino's, they're, all they're supposed to do is to make pizza, right? That's their yeah, only goal is to make pizza and they don't really do it that well, <laughs> <laughs> right? Your goal as a wholesaler is to know your market, to know your after repair value. That is your number one goal, okay? Because that is what people are paying you for. They're yeah, paying you yeah. to go out to look for properties and to give the correct after repair value and the correct information so they can make a decision to move forward or not. So right now we are in an uh, increasing market. And remember, markets are very neighborhood specific. Right here in L.A., we have a bunch of neighborhoods. Some are flat. Some are having like little bubbles. OK, so just be really careful of what your market you're in and what it is doing. Perfect. All right, Ginger. Well, that is some great stuff so far. Let's dive right in, man. I'm I'm ready. How do I get these deals? How do I get going? Lead yeah, so me. I have... Uh, five is called my five steps to wholesaling. Okay. So my five steps are pretty simple. And the reason they're five is because somebody asked me, how do you do wholesaling? So I got out a big butcher paper <laughs> and I just said, well, what do I do every day to make a deal happen? And I came up with five steps. So it's the first step is finding the seller. All right. So I'm going to go over a couple of great ways to find sellers in today's market. Uh, step two is analyze the deal. Okay. Again, this is your number one thing you have to do. This is where you make your money is how well you analyze this deal. Yep. All right. Number three is getting the contract, right? How do you get these contracts? Do you use a car form or agent form? Do you use a form that you write on a napkin? You know, how do you do this? Love that you're covering that. So many people ask about that. So great. Yeah. I mean, and actually that's one of the things that gave me the biggest trouble starting. <laughs> so I know, I know the pain. <laughs> and that's great. Cause a lot of times people ask me, like, I don't know, just get it, you know, just use a contract. <laughs> so, okay, good. So number four. Yeah. And number four is find the buyer. Okay. And apart from analyzing the deal, this is your second most important thing is to find the buyer. That's where you just call or email Justin. <laughs> Justin is your buyer. <laughs> number one on the list. And step number five is closing the deal. Okay. So there's different ways to close a deal, whether it's a bank owned property or short sale, just a regular person, if there's an agent involved or not involved. So there's different ways to close the deal. And it changes all the time, depending on the attitude of people in the industry. Okay, so I'm going to go over those. I know, you know, we only have like a, a little bit of time, but I'm going to give you a broad overview of how to do this. Okay, so the points I am going to emphasize, though, so you can get started right away is how to find the seller and find the buyer. Okay? Perfect. Those are your two major things you have to know to get your business going. So um, right now, you know, like I was saying, today's market is a lot different than when I started. Okay, so you have to really stick to um, or actually don't stick to something if it's not working. Okay. So as the market change, the way you do things need to change too. So right now there's a lot of driving force for there's a low inventory. Okay. So uh, REOs are like, man, what are REOs anymore? Oh. <laughs> you hardly see those. Okay. I mean, they're still out there. A lot of short sales still going on though, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, you could do, you know, so know your inventory, what is out there right now? Okay. Um, and there's a lot of uh, new construction starting again. You know, actually, we're doing a lot of new construction too ourselves. We're building ground up stuff. Yep. So we're creating our own inventory since we couldn't find any. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> building our own. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. I say the inventory is a house, right? There's just as many houses or there's land. So 
there's still inventory. You just it may not be listed on the MLS, but there's still inventory. There is. Okay. So the new strategies that we're doing here at the office is we're well in the down market. I would say about ninety five percent of my deals were all REOs. Mm-hmm. You know, I bank owned properties, so I would just put an offer in get the bank, you know, to get, accept the offer. And I would just assign my contract or sign my contract to another buyer. And most of my, all this time, I've been doing a lot of REOs and a lot of bank owned properties. Um, but now we're talking directly to sellers. Okay. Well, I mean, we've been doing that all the time because uh, talking directly to sellers is actually really easy and, and you're helping each other out. So talking to sellers though, we've really ramped that up. So I'm going to show you how to find those sellers. And uh, buying properties subject to the existing mortgage is still a great way right now. Uh, doing a lot of land buying. So we're buying a lot of lots right now. And I have buyers on my list who are building on lots. So, you know, lot building right now is amazing. So get into it. <laughs> Call me when you get one. I'm ready. Yeah. And, uh, and actually in doing additions too. So say you get a big lot and a tiny little house on it. Shoot, you could, you know, add three more bedrooms or whatever, you know. So... Right now, adding to big lots is a great way. Yep. And that works just so everyone on the call, you know, people all over the country, that works primarily well in areas where the price per square foot is significantly higher than the price to build. <laughs> yes. if, you're, if your homes in your area are selling for about $100 per square foot, probably not the best strategy. Right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we're building is all high-end stuff. Yeah. Um, you're in Orange house. County, so... <laughs> And that, but yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, you remember, run your numbers. And one thing, one of my mentors always told me, do not get emotional about a deal. Okay. No matter how cute that house is, no matter what the neighborhood is looking at, do the numbers. Always run your deal through the numbers. Don't get yep. emotional about it because that, that will get you in trouble right away. Yep. Okay. So those- I'm like so non-emotional about it. I, I even forgot that rule. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the only time you do get emotional when you're talking directly to the seller um, because they have, you know, you're talking to motivated sellers, you know, people who are going to, you know, say, okay, go ahead, take over my mortgage or just take it for this low price or whatever. They're motivated and they're motivated because they're having troubles in their life. Okay. Somebody either dies, they're sick, they can't afford the payment, you know. So that for me, I mean, nobody ever told me when I was getting into this business that actually it's not a house business, it's a people business. Yep. And you're dealing with people who are so stressed out. And then all of a sudden, you're just counting your blessings like, wow, thank you. God. <laughs> you know, I thought yeah. my life was kind of harsh. But that's the only time I ever get emotional. Even then, though, I try not to because then it kind of clouds your judgment because you'll try to overhelp them. Yeah, don't do that. You have to show empathy, but your business cannot be your charity. And I learned that early on. I was in a mentor group with a lot of people who would try so hard to help people beyond just the house. And it really caused a lot of problems for them. They weren't allowed to help anybody, including themselves. Yeah. So you got to separate the business and the charity aspect of it for yeah, sure. Very so. important because, you know, people have really good hearts out there and you do want to help, but you could help them by getting rid of their headache, which is exactly their- that's your job. And then you can keep helping more people. So, okay. Yeah. So who are these motivated sellers? Okay. You had, so wholesaling, it will only work if you find a motivated seller. If you find somebody who's not in a hurry to sell or you know they want top dollar and doesn't matter, they'll wait for it. That is not a motivated seller. The motivated sellers that you're looking for are people who are going through divorce, who are moving. Say somebody got a job in another state and they have another house. They're like, we got to get rid of it. You know, uh, anybody who um, has a probate house, somebody passed away and they, they just 
they're done with the house. They don't want it anymore. They don't want to fix it. Uh, usually my experience is the probate houses are really bad. You know, they're really out of shape. So nobody wants to come from like three states away to try to, you know, clean it out and put it for sale. They just give me some money. I'm, I'm out of here, you know. So probate houses are kind of actually one of my favorites because they're really appreciative of just, oh, thank you. You took it off my hands. Mm-hmm. So probates are excellent. Uh, people who are going through foreclosure, you know, who maybe need a short sale to help them. Uh, people with financial problems and people who are retiring. Uh, one of the things I've learned from people who are retiring is usually they have, you know, a few extra houses or an apartment building too, or, you know, they, they kind of want to get rid of all their houses and all their properties at one time. We're currently negotiating just from one of my wholesalers yesterday with someone with six houses and we're close, <laughs> but it'd be pretty sweet to get six houses from one seller. I tell you what. Yeah. You know, so. and the thing is, yeah. So the whole thing is to find a motivated seller. Okay. Are you going to walk us through how to do that? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So and don't worry. One thing is don't worry about where you're going to get the money because remember your primary goal is to wholesale. Thank you, Ginger. I can't (laughs) tell you that is the number one thing people ask me and I'm like, go find the deal. (laughs) The money will come. (laughs) Don't worry about the money. Okay. At all. All right. So let me just back up a little bit and tell you what is wholesaling before we go forward. So wholesaling is where you go out, you find the property or actually you find a motivated seller. You get that property under contract. And you sell that contract to a buyer like Justin. Okay, so Justin's out there doing a bunch of rehabs and stuff. He doesn't have time to go look for houses. Okay, so you're going to go out there and say, hey, Justin, I found a house. I have it under contract for this price. Here's this contract. You want to buy it for me for $5,000? And he's like, oh, yes, it's a deal. Done. You know, and, and so you make your five and Justin gets the house, right? And he does his, his thing with it. So that is wholesaling. And that is so simple. And you, the fastest wholesale deal I ever I mean, from like from start to close was five days. So you could get paid quickly. Okay, so wholesale is a great way um, to learn how to analyze properties with no risk. Okay, if you put an offer in and you're like, oh, shoot, I made the offer too high. Guess what you can do? You could actually cancel the contract. You don't have to go through with it. Okay, so this is a very great way to do it with no money. All my wholesale deals, I don't put money in at all. Even for the earnest money deposit, I don't put that money in. (laughs) Okay, so. Um, so don't worry about money. I, I want you to get that out of your head right now. Okay. Don't worry about the money. Your job is to find properties. Okay. So one of the ways to find these motivated sellers is actually, um, like I was telling you, I didn't even want to get business cards, right? <laughs> so, um, but what I did do for some reason, I, I had no problem was to get a website, get your website up, hire somebody. Okay. And have these come to you. Okay. Uh, this is part of your systems that you're setting up. Anything that that removes you out of the equation more and more, that's what you want. So if you can have a website working for you 24-7, get that done. Okay, I have a lot of leads coming through my website and just that's all you need to do. Put some ads on Craigslist, you know, and just get out there. One of the other ways. Well, what kind of really quick, I'm kind of curious, what, how would they go about setting up that website? What do they try to set up on the website? Yeah. So what you want to do is just keep it simple. You know, like if you go to my uh, website for my sellers is real estate cash network. Okay. And, and it's really simple website. I have frequently asked questions, the steps you, they need to go ahead and frequently ask questions. Like this is the steps one, two, three. I, we call you, we negotiate with you and we close, you know, okay. she closed with it. I mean, so you try to make it really simple and I have a frequently asked questions too that I get. So you could look at it and then you can use it as a template if you want. And if you want building your own yeah, site. We'll, we'll include that in the show notes, that website. Yeah. How, um, and how do you drive lead traffic there? How do people go there? Right now, uh, my site is not really optimized. So I hired somebody who's going to be optimizing it, doing the, the SEO and all that. 
internet jargon stuff. Yep. So you don't remember, you don't have to do everything yourself either. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't have to learn everything, you know, hire people that, that could do it for you. So if you have a job, you know, that's really good because you could use that money to, to use it for marketing and hiring people to help you set up. Okay. So definitely go out there and hire somebody to do that. I always joke about how I really don't know how to do anything. I just, the only thing I know how to do is get other people to do things for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it works to my advantage. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not good at hardly anything. <laughs> that's no, you're good at getting people to move. So. I, well, I have to if I want to eat, right? right. <laughs> and, and it's so true. I mean, that's that's part of setting up your system. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you have people helping you. One thing that I wish I would have done differently when I first started is not to try to know it all. Because mm -hmm. as a scientist, I always had to know the whole process. <laughs> you know? So it was really hard for me to shake that. Okay. And then when you create the systems, you create systems with people. People are part of your systems. So hire people to do the work for you. You don't really have to know it all. Okay. So another way I get out there, and, and this is a good way to find sellers and buyers, okay, is to actually put bandit signs. Have you seen those signs up in the on the polls that say, we buy houses? Yep. I Yeah, I used to put them up too. Yeah. You know, actually a wholesale deal that I closed last month, I think it was, was from a bandit sign. Okay. so Awesome. So you're doing that today in today's market. Yeah, today's market is really working because right now, remember, inventory is low. Okay, on yeah. LS, there's no REOs and, you know, so it's really hard to find those deals, you know, so. What, what's a good resource where they can get Bandit Signs? Okay, you want a really good cheap one? Yeah. I've done it where I order them and it looks really pretty typed out, we buy houses. And I've done it where I wrote it, it looks like a kindergarten person did it. Nice. It, and the, the ones that got the most response were the handwritten ones. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Get a big neon sign, cut it in half. There you have two signs. And we put, we buy houses and then put your phone number. Do a Google Google number so you know it's, you know, they're calling from that sign. Okay. And just put them everywhere. And the best times to put them is on the weekend. If you put them during the week, they'll get taken down. Because okay. the they're called bandit signs because the city doesn't want them. So, <laughs> right. And again, you don't have to put them up, right? You get some interns or get somebody to help you. Yeah. Who do you have put those up? How much do you pay them if you don't mind sharing? Well, actually, I have interns that we share profit here at the okay. office. So they go over there and they put them up. So put them on Friday afternoon. And then if you're kind of scared about, oh, I'm going to get fined or whatever, you could take them down Sunday night. Okay. I usually leave mine on and they, I don't know, I guess the city throws them away on Monday. We, you know, we've tested a lot of areas and some cities care and some don't. So if, if we get a call, we go take them down. If we don't, we left them up. So. Yeah. And just a word of caution. So you don't say, you never told me this. You can get a fine. <laughs> I wanted my... Yeah. Uh, and she got fined $200 lately, or was it like a, two months ago, for a sign. Totally. So there is a risk on that. But, but you know, if you, if you had to pay $200, but you made like $5,000, all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, you know, test out different areas. And if you don't get fined, then put up some more. And what, so are you putting these uh, intersections on wood poles? Yeah, make sure they're where people stop, like a stop sign. I mean, if they're like zooming through, they're not really going to see it. Okay, so put them on a slow street. And at stop signs. You and know? you're you're having a bandit sign. Did you say the name of the company you're using, or you do? You... Oh no! So it, just go to Michaels and get a sign. Uh, one of those. Got big it. Okay. Edits, and you have two signs from that one poster, and then you just put "We buy houses." Get big old black marker and or different colors and. Okay, so you do hand. I thought you made it look handwritten, but you are actually handwriting this yourself. Cool. And okay. so cool. you just cut it in half, write "We buy houses" and stick them up. Awesome. Okay. All right, Vanessa, get going on that. <laughs>
I mean, it's, it's something, I mean, is it, remember, it doesn't actually, the worse it looks, the better response you get. I have no idea why, but at the, my, I've tried, I tested them with pretty ones that I bought printed, those uh, cardboards, and actually those didn't get that much response. Yep. You know, so the handwritten ones work like a charm. Love it. Okay, so, okay, so we got internet, uh, and website, we have bandit signs, what else? And another thing is direct marketing. Okay, so direct marketing means you're actually sending mailers out to people who are in foreclosure or, or losing their house, who are uh, who have a house that are in probate. So you're looking for so anything that's distressed. Another good one too is absentee owners. So say for example they live in Texas and you have a house here in LA, and you know most likely they probably either have it rented or is vacant. So you send them a letter saying, hey, you know we saw your house that you have in California. You know, why don't we, you know, if you're interested in selling, you know, why don't we meet or talk on the phone and let's see if we could buy it for you. And keep the letter short. I've tried long letters. I tried short letters. I tried letters with my picture on it, with another person's picture on it. You know, so with the direct marketing is a lot of testing. You have to test your marketing. Okay, so if you're sending a letter out to one group, send another letter out that maybe is the same letter but has a picture on it. You know, so always change one thing in your letter when you do that. But Right now, direct mail is working like a charm. Okay, well, a lot of my students are doing this right now, and they're getting a lot of uh, people there. So um, I, I heard you mention foreclosure, probate, and absentee. How would I go about finding each of these uh, groups of people? Now, uh, before, uh, there was no company out there that would pull these probate leads. You would have to go to the court and uh, actually pull the leads yourself. Okay, go to the probate court, pull the leads. Uh, now there's a company, if you type, actually there's a few companies, I think now, if you just go Google it, type probate leads, there's different companies that come out now that you, you could use. What should I be looking to pay? How do I know I'm not getting scammed by these guys? Yeah, well, I should just compare it, uh, each, they're, they're all pretty much the same. I think they were like, um, like a dollar each or something. I mean, but they had different programs and stuff. Some of them even would even do your mailers for you. So, so definitely, you know, check it out. You know, I don't, I don't want to endorse one or the other. Okay. I definitely Google, you know, probate leads and you'll see uh, different companies. Let's say I do want to go and get them myself. How do I know where to go? Yeah, it took a long time for me to find out. (laughs) I was calling county. So uh, if you're in Orange County, you could go to on on the city drive right there, right by UCI. Okay. The court, by the juvenile court, you go seventh floor and it's right there. It is. Isn't it interesting how it's like this big secret? I mean, we've gone to several courts as well and they're like huh yeah like all these people don't even know what you're talking about and then you finally find it yeah it was, so i just you know a lot of internet search and everything and when i first started they didn't even have a computerized system for the probate leads so it was really difficult to find it you know so but now it's like a treasure hunt yeah so in downtown you know there's one in norwalk for la county go to norwalk and you know in downtown there's so Nor- actually la county has several of them so okay. just gotta call those and yeah, so direct mail is really working right now, but you really got to test it and be persistent on it. How about foreclosure? I mean, so when, when we're talking about foreclosure, you're talking about people who are behind on their payments, correct? Yeah, so they uh, got a, a notice of default already. Yep. So if you got a notice of default, you know, there's a record, a county record on that. So you can ask a title person to go, you know, again, um, one thing about this business is that you make friends, like Justin was saying, you know, he knows a lot of people business is all about people and making friendships and networking. So if you have a friend and you that you know, and, and a title company, you know, go ahead and ask them to pull some NOD list for you. And they'll go ahead and do that. But when you do get a property under contract, and you want to close it, make sure you use that same title company to, you know, to thank them for, for pulling those leads for you, because they'll do it for free. 
So, you know, so definitely, you know, back and forth, you know, help each other out too. Awesome. So NOD, notice of default here in California, if you're 90 days behind, you get a notice of default. The foreclosure process is different for every state. So try to get to familiar with the foreclosure process in your state. In California, you got 90 days to get your notice of default and you have another 90 days till you get your notice of trustee sell. And then you have 21 days until they actually have the foreclosure auction, assuming it doesn't get postponed, which it often does these days. <laughs> so. If that's something that you want to go for, um, you know, that type of lead, I strongly, strongly suggest you take a course in it for your state specific uh, laws. Yeah. Because in California, we have very, very strict laws on how you deal with somebody who's in foreclosure and who's living at the house. If you do it wrong, you can end up like a year in jail in 25 <laughs> That's before you even approach people who have an NOD, you know, know your laws in your state. Yes. And very different. Um, foreclosureforum.com, Ward Hannigan, he has some great articles that he's written on that. You have to make sure in California using the NODPA, it's a notice of default purchase agreement. And basically it gives them like a three day right to cancel. There's just been a lot of, you know, when someone's in foreclosure, they're in a time crunch situation. And there have been people, unfortunately, who have been taken advantage of. So they've created these laws. And I can't speak for other states, but like Ginger said, look into that. Uh, you know, something you want to look into. So yeah, you don't want to get in trouble. Okay, <laughs> so, very good. Yeah. So and another thing that you can do is the absentee owners. And usually I get that list from propertyradar.com. Have you tried that yet? Justin, the property. Yeah, radar. Oh yeah. I've had, I've had foreclosure radar for yeah. years. We've used that for years and it's now turned to property radar. Love it. Yeah. They're not in every state. They're in California. I think, I think a few others, but other ones people can check out. I believe our like realty track has pretty similar type information, but once again, we're always pounding on get involved in your local investment clubs because yeah. you know, I can call up ginger or any other 50 people I know <laughs> and say, Hey, what's the best lead source for foreclosures in California. And everybody will tell you Sean O'Toole foreclosure radar or property radar. And it's like that in your state as well. You just might want to get to know some people who know that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And then I always get questions. How do I find a title person? How do I find an escrow person who likes investors and stuff? Go to your investment clubs and then ask people. Yep. You know? That's where we found our title guy and he's great. I can call him up anytime or Vanessa and any question we have on any property, check in title on anything. He will leave lunch and go help us because we've done hundreds of transactions with him. Yeah. And you know, he's, he makes a lot of money from us. So he's willing to do whatever it takes <laughs> to make sure we're happy. So yeah. And then another way that we're finding houses too. And I do this everywhere I go because I, I have another business too, a caregiving business. So I'm always out and about, you know, talking to people. And so while I'm driving, guess what I'm doing? I'm looking for vacant houses, right? I'm looking for those houses that the tall grass, the windows like boarded up. And I mail them a letter saying, you know, I know you have a vacant house. Uh, give me a call. I'm interested in buying it. So let, let's talk about that. That's referred to as driving for dollars, right? And we actually had, you know, we had this competition a couple of weeks ago with uh, Robert Fergoso and you know, someone left a comment. I say a couple of weeks ago, but it's a couple of weeks ago from this recording. It was actually a couple of days ago. So, <laughs> but somebody left a comment saying that they were going to go drive around and look at 50 houses and um, mail them, you know, driving for dollars, right? And his comment was, that's pretty ineffective. And like we talked about earlier, we all, even the quote unquote experts, we only know, have so much experience in certain areas. We can't do everything. We can't specialize in everything. So I would like to hear your experience in that. 
Um, have you had success doing that? How do you go about that? Yeah, no. So like I said, I, I don't make a, uh, like a special trip to do that. I do it when I'm out and about anywhere. I mean, and I have my whole family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, everybody, my fiance. I tell everybody, if you're out and about and you see a vacant house, right? That, that, so I get a bunch of leads from my friends, from my pastor, from, you know, and so I, I'm not doing the driving, you know, specifically for that. Um, although I did take my interns at one time just to do it. But mostly it's this leads from people who are not even in the business. Okay. So I'm just letting everybody know, look for a vacant house. My interest. I love it. Everybody. So, so they're bird, bird dogs is what those are referred to a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, just bring me the address of the vacant house. You know, that's it. You know, and then you do it like I do it myself as I'm driving around in my everyday life. Okay. So you write down these addresses. They look like they're vacant or you got overgrown weeds or just look like they need some work, right? Right. That's you write down the address. You have other people write down the address. They send them to you. Yeah. What do you do from there? Yeah. So I look them up on a uh, property radar. You could go ahead and look uh, or have your title person uh, bring up title to see what the mailing address is. Because if the mailing address is different than the house address, then you know they're like out of state or whatever. Man, those are nice because they're out of state. They probably even know their house looks so bad. Totally. And they, they want to, you know, maybe they're like, oh, I didn't even think about it. I could go ahead and sell and make money right now. Okay. So yeah, so I, I send them a mailer. Um, one thing though too, if when I send a mailer, it bounces back, and if it looks like a really good neighborhood, and I really want that house, I'll go talk to the neighbors. Say, you know what, you know, do you know where the owner is? Can you give them my number? Or you know, so the neighbors they they don't want a vacant house next to them either. No. And so I had one neighbor said, "Oh, yeah, please, please buy the house. Oh my gosh, I hate this vacant <laughs> house." You know, so yeah, he he passed my information along. So definitely make friends with the neighbors. Well, and those leads, all of them, they may take more time. I mean, like you said, you use other people to, to look for them. So it's not taking more of your time, but they might take more time, but there's a, probably a lot less competition on that. Yeah, it is a lot, lot less competition. And then one thing um, that I always do kind of ties in with this is word of mouth. Let everybody know what you're doing. One of my students, oh, it was a few months ago, he just let everybody know what he was doing. And word got around to a neighbor who knew a neighbor who knew a lawyer who needed to sell a house in his neighborhood. So he called him up and said, oh, my client needs to sell her house. Do you want to buy it? You know, so word of mouth is amazing. Let everybody know what you're doing. I went to a Christmas party a couple days ago with one of my investors, uh, my, just one of my private money investors. And there were two real estate agents there. And they're now, you know, one of them is going to keep their out, but the other one sent me a property already. And, you know, my mom's cousin's wife, uh, recently sent me another property. We just, just emailed me and said we uh, they took another offer for five grand more. I'm like, she just <laughs> told me I would have paid five grand more anyway. <laughs> I know. Probably. But um anyway, yeah, you just you never know. So Yeah, and then uh, another source that works really well for me is listsource.com. Yeah. We use that. So too. I use that a lot. You can find absentee owners. You can find um actually just like bring clear houses too. You know, so if you don't have property radar, that's another thing you can use listsource.com. And uh, actually, we use that a lot. Well, before property radar. <laughs> and for that, yeah, you pay per um, per lead you get. Yes. But mm -hmm. there's not like a property radar is like a monthly service. It's like forty nine or fifty nine bucks or something like that. Yeah. So love property radar. Yeah, list source you pay per list. So anyway, just something, yeah. something to consider. But so uh, another thing um, that where we get our kind of what Justin was saying is agents. Right now, um, still, even us talking directly to sellers and everything, our number one source is still agents. Agents, I think that has to be our, my, 
yeah, here in our, in our office, that's our best system so far because we're working deals. We're, we're doing other things. Our agents are scouring the yeah. internet and they even have this thing called pocket listings, which means they're not listed on the MLS. Okay. So not, so they say, you know, we have a listing. It's just in our office. Do you want to make an offer on it? Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of competition. So again, it, relationships are so important. That's our number one source of leads right now are our agents. Most, I was Mostly about 90% of our stuff is only coming from agents right now. You know, something I'm going to do, I just told my wife the other day, you know, I haven't been too hands on in my business. Like I haven't been working with agents or contractors, but since I've been doing this, I don't know what it is. Since I've been doing this podcast, it's like I'm motivating everybody else to get out there and talk to agents. Like I all of a sudden have this urge to get out and talk to agents (laughs) more. I'm I'm like, I don't know. It's like comes full circle. It's pretty funny. So I'm going to uh, go around or send an email to and all of the local uh, brokerages here. And I'm going to just invite them all over to my house for like a, a barbecue or a, <laughs> some kind of gathering. And the idea is they get to know each other better. You know, it's networking for them and just let them all know what I do. I mean, I want them to all think of calling me when they get a deal. So yeah, the agents call me because they know I could perform, you know, that, that comes with, with experience and, and knowing them. But even new agents that come in, I just say, you know what, I'm willing to buy, I, I won't make an offer where I know I can't perform. Okay, because you don't ever want to get a contract just to get the contract and then not perform. Yeah. So sometimes they'll, they'll try to push you to make a higher offer. And I say, well, I could make a higher offer, but I know I won't be able to perform at that price. Yeah. So they respect you. Don't waste their time. That's the one thing that agents have is no time. Yeah. So, so just so, so it doesn't sound like we're contradicting what we're saying, you know, at the beginning, we mentioned you could back out. We're saying you could, but that's not ever your goal, right? Right. Because, the thing is, you don't want to know, you don't want to be known as the back out person. Yes. But but going into it, I know a lot of people never take any action at all because they're so afraid of that they're going to lose money. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, if you're focusing on wholesaling, you know, you're not putting the money up. First, you're of not all. putting any money up. So every time we close a deal here in our office, we're like, woohoo, we made money out of thin air. <laughs> totally. So we really didn't put any money at all. You know, the agents are bringing us tons of deals right now. Another great source I love, and nobody ever believes me, is Craigslist. I get yeah. so many deals from Craigslist. That's crazy. You know, you were the first one who introduced me to that. I went a few years ago. I went to a little like seminar you did and in that room in LA. I, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But yeah, you were talking about Craigslist and how to get deals from Craigslist. It's like, really? That really works? So <laughs> let, let's go through that. How can someone go so about right that? So right now, before I was using something called Google Reader, but they took that out. So now there's another uh, service that I use called Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y. Okay. And uh, so that's just a reader program where it gets all the RSS feeds from Craigslist and any other thing that has an RSS feed. So um, so I just go through there, set it up, you know, with the keywords, motivated sellers. Uh, you say go through there. I'm asking for myself. I've heard of Feedly several times. I think people subscribe to my website. <laughs> to oh, it, yeah. but I don't know. Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, there's a button that says like add a, a add. I forgot what it's called, but you add the category that you want. So for example, like I use a keyword called fixer. So I go to Craigslist. Okay. Wait, so okay, I go to Craigslist. Yeah, I go to Craigslist. I enter the word keyword fixer. Fixer. Enter the keyword and, fixer. Yeah, and okay. then uh, this is under real estate for sale, okay. and I put real estate for sale by owner, and then I do a search, and that search when you scroll down to the end has an RSS button at the bottom. Got it. So okay. so I do an RSS feed and I connect it to Feedly. So Feedly has instructions on how to do that. So do I go to Feedly.com first or Craigslist.org, right? Craigslist.org. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's right. 
And then uh, so what I do, yeah, actually I have them both open at the same time. Okay. And then so yeah, so Feedly does have instructions on how to get started with it. So you can just follow the instructions there. So go to Feedly.com so, that has instructions. Yeah, on how to get. You got me curious. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a plus bar, and it says add and. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done it. So, but you could go on there and connect those two. So that way you're not going to Craigslist all the time. You're just going one source. All your keywords are there. And so what I do, you know, I do keep fixer and let's say like vacant, probate. So I use all the keywords for motivated sellers and it comes up. So I go through there and I just start calling people. I was so funny one time that I always tell everybody, go to Craigslist. So, you know, sometimes I'll just get like an hour free. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make some calls. I, I figure it like it's... um. A treasure hunt. Totally. Like, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let me let me test my metal here. And I go out there and I start making calls. And I call this one person. I'm like, oh, you know, I saw. Oh, what, what, let me back up. If you see a wholesaler on there, call them up. I've made so many friends on Craigslist, other wholesaler friends. Okay. And we share deals all the time. Okay. So don't be afraid to call other wholesalers. So I was calling and calling and calling. And then this one lady answered and I said, oh, you know, I saw your house for sale. Is it still available? She's like, Ginger? Oh, my gosh. She's like, yes, I saw you speak at an investment club. She's like, really, you call Craigslist. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so the thing is, call Craigslist. Make friends with other wholesalers, with other agents, you know, and then talk to people who are selling their house on, on Craigslist. Okay, so I'm going to recap here because I, I was looking up Feedly and trying to do a log. Anyway, I got a little sidetracked. So <laughs> you, you go to, uh, wait, hold on, okay. Go to Craigslist. Yeah. Okay, I remember, I don't go to Gmail anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to Feedly.com and to Craigslist org and right. i'm putting in key searches like fixer or handyman special or for sell by owner like all of those are separate keywords that i can put in and it'll send all of that info directly to feedly.com and then i go to feedly.com and i see all these craigslist messages that were pulled from that exactly so you don't have to go to craigslist ever again okay you know you just set it up once and that's it now how do I know? So some of these guys are really selling their house and some of these guys are actually other wholesalers that are selling a house that they have under contract, correct? Yeah. So either one's good. Um, the only caution is if you're dealing with another wholesaler, make sure that they have that contract themselves. That okay. is not a daisy chain. That is not somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who has a contract. That's what I wanted to get to because you and I both know that happens a lot in yeah. the world of wholesaling. Yeah, so don't, yeah, don't do that, you know, because the thing is the, the price goes up too much and then and then it gets lost. Excuse me, that's my other business. <laughs> busy, busy, Ginger. Busy, busy. But, uh, but yeah, that's another thing, a way that you can um, get more houses is going directly to another wholesaler. Okay, so I do a lot of, it's called cold wholesaling. Uh -huh. Okay, so you send it to your list and you split the wholesale fee with them. Yep. Okay, so it's great. And then the thing is, you become friends with them. A lot of people that I met, I'm such good friends with them now. <laughs> and I'll be honest, Ginger, like before the last like several months, yeah, I had a pretty bad taste in my mouth from wholesalers because there are a lot of them out there that are don't know how to evaluate properties or trying to sell you yeah. garbage or a daisy chain where they got it from someone who got it from someone who got yeah. it. From, and no one even knows like the details of right. the deal. But lately, it's like my number one source. So yeah. if if you put in that time to finding the real deal wholesalers like Ginger, you find someone who's good. I mean, I have a few handful of wholesalers who are bringing me multiple deals per month. I mean, I could literally 
you know, if I didn't love doing this podcast and website, <laughs> I mean, I could have Vanessa run things. I could turn off everything else and buy houses from them and yeah. do really well. Uh, so it takes time. How, how long would you say it takes? I know it depends on the person, but give me, I like to give realistic numbers. How many hours does it take to go through Craigslist until you can maybe find a deal, assuming that you know your numbers and know what you're looking for? Yeah. So yeah, you, there is a lot of junk on Craigslist. Okay. There's a lot of daisy chain so-called wholesalers on, on Craigslist. And I've learned to pick up a couple of words that are kind of like uh, alarm bells that go off. Uh, one thing is if you're talking to a wholesaler and they're like, oh, great, we're going to make a lot of money together. For some reason, every wholesaler who's ever told me we're going to make a lot of money together. Oh, my gosh, it just turned out to be a nightmare. Totally. <laughs> so it's just fun. I mean, you'll, you'll learn to pick up different keywords and stuff, you know, or they are saying, you know, oh, here, sign this non-disclosure, non-circumvent agreement. And, you know, so usually, you know, solid wholesalers don't really do that. You know, if you're going to go around me and cheat me and whatever, I just totally. won't with you again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, so and the thing is, and if you meet my buyer and all of a sudden you do a business with my buyer, for me personally, I don't care. You know, I have other deals and they'll go buy it too. And, but I don't know. It, 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 that's just me. I know that the wholesalers feel differently. They're very protective. So I respect that if they, because I have a wholesaler that sells me properties, but he'll put me directly in contact with, if he's not the actual seller, like you mentioned, yeah, he'll put me in contact with them so we can work out the details. But I personally, unless I knew that person already, I will never go directly to them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just personally, I don't do that because that's me personally. But, you know, sounds like, you know, it might happen sometimes. Yeah, and, I know. And oh, then the well. thing is, like, yeah, I mean, I first when I first started, I, I was feeling like, oh, my goodness, they just went around me. They went directly. Yeah. But now it's just like, you know what? Then I just don't deal with them anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I, I, and then I don't really, you know. You've got I, other I, things to worry about. Yeah, there's so many other things. I don't want to be focusing on the negatives, you know. Totally. I mean, there's so much money out there to make. I seriously think a bit, one of the biggest problems people have is they focus 90% of the time on what they're losing or what's happening. And it's like, that's 90% of your time that you could be out there making more money. Exactly. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Craigslist. So right now, so my, let me just give you my top uh, ways uh, that are coming. So agents, number one way is agents. Go make friends. Go make friends with agents and Craigslist. Okay. Those are my top right now. And now see the, and then your phone rings off the hook. Business is booming. <laughs> more deals. You're missing deals. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Where's goodness. that intern? <laughs> I know she's sick today. <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, definitely. You know, those are my top. Go make friends with agents and get in Craigslist. Just doing those two, even if you don't want to do mailers right now or you can't afford mailers, just those two should be, keep you busy for a long, long time. Well, and that's what I love about what you're saying is you know mailers do cost a lot of money and they're great. Go for it. But those things are things that's like you know what if you really got it in you that you want to make this happen and we talked about getting uncomfortable that is a very fast way to get uncomfortable and it doesn't cost you any money you know hop on craigslist start making calls get used to talking to people i remember when i used to do door-to-door sales and when i would get in the zone i could just go and right. crank and do it every day but if i would stop for like a week i was like out of the zone and it was kind of yeah. hard it's like going working out right you get in the zone exactly. you work out and then you stop or eating healthy. So, and you got to do it every day, you know, and because the thing is, especially at the beginning, because you're going to get a lot of agents working for you. Okay. So like I said, a lot of agents are bringing me deals. I don't even looking on MLS and they're, I'm doing a bunch of offers. They're bringing me deals. Okay. So that's what you need. That's part, that's your number one system. You need an agent system yes. to bring you the leads. All right. Well, 
Sorry, guys. I know it kills you when I have to stop this. I know Ginger is just delivering it, but don't worry. In a couple of days, you will have the next episode. If you're listening to this later on, you may already have it. So <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. A couple quick side notes. Because of the holiday season, uh, we will be announcing the winner of the Robert Fergoso competition with Anchor Loans at next week. Okay, so stand by for that. We'll uh, get back, we'll get you information on that. And if you haven't had a chance to enter the competition we do with Ryan Scala, the marketing master, then head on over to housewhippinghq.com slash episode 13 and write down your biggest marketing challenge. Not only write it down, but read all the incredible feedback Ryan has been given to everybody who leaves a comment. Leave your comment there and we will pick two winners who Ryan and I will do a 20-minute phone consultation along with a couple email follow-ups on how you can really improve your marketing plan for 2014 to, uh, I need to make sure I don't say take it to the next level, (laughs) but um, oh yeah, but how to discover the next evolution in your business through marketing. So just fantastic. Uh, the, the show notes and the comments is the most uh, engaged and direct feedback we've had so far on the site, on the podcast. So I'm really appreciative of Ryan and all the time he's put into giving this feedback. He's just doing a phenomenal job and really looking forward to doing those consultations with two lucky winners. So go ahead and leave your comments there and that will go through the end of the year and we'll announce a winner at the beginning of 2014. Well, that is all we have for now. Enjoy the rest of your holiday vacation if you are listening to this uh, while you are still on break. If not, I hope you had a great Christmas and are pumped for the new year. Uh, We'll be with you every step of the way. Looking forward to 2014. Big things to come and just can't wait. (laughs) Okay. All right, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas and we will see you on the flip side. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.